Hit the button. That's so fucking gross. It's time to galvanize. What? Is that my basement jacks? Yeah. Is that no, okay, Michael Brothers. I get them mixed up all the time. Same band. Same fucking band. Same fucking Just band. Just dude and beats and stuff. At least we could hear it this week. I remember. It has account. stopped. You can... <laughs> <laughs> just vibing, bro. You're vibing, bro. <laughs> just, just vibes. I love when you text me earlier on. You're like, we'll just, we'll just chat. We'll have beers. We'll vibe. <laughs> fucking like, vibe. Fucking vibe. <laughs> it has been a day. Yeah, I didn't win the lottery on? last night. So yeah, that's that's just the or the night before. Hundred eighty-four million. Imagine being more rich than David Beckham overnight. How rich is David Beckham? Not that do you rich. Just, do you just know? Off no, the top but of your head? he is like my benchmark for like rich and famous people because <laughs> it's a benchmark for humanity. Everyone knows him. Yeah, you know you can't just say David Beckham and something like, "Oh, who's that?" Who? You'd have to go like a remote village, real far. Yeah, yeah, yeah find yeah. someone that didn't know who he was. Yeah. so he's always my benchmark. Imagine being more rich than David Beckham overnight. Be pretty sick. I think he had, last time I checked, it was like 150 million. How often do you check? Just every now and then, I like to see how he's doing. <laughs> Just make sure he's still, still fucking racking up bank. Um, oh, come on. Oh, I hope he's doing well, because he's not done much for a while, you know? Other yeah, than but being incredibly handsome. That's the thing, is you get to a certain level where you don't really need to do anything anymore. Never mind, you're not going to be the more famous than him, or more rich than him. How? $450 million. That's his net worth. Holy bajiza. I would get seven shades of shite battered out of me eight days a week <laughs> for a quarter of that. <laughs> I really would. I really, really would. How much is a quarter of that? I can't even do the math. 100 like million. million ish. <laughs> I'm the one that can't count. <laughs> We're doing Ish. well because me and Emma talked about it. See, because like we we speak about the lottery more than anything else, really. Aye. That's just kind of all we talk about because we're just like, here, how shit is it having to work? Why don't we just like win the lottery? Because it's that easy. You just put it on, you win it, right? Because mm. that's it. Because that's be in it to win it, man. That's how life works. I had a I, conversation I'm not in it either. I had a conversation with one of my clients who <clears> is <throat> uh, the ex manager of the football team I support. Uh, oh yeah, the rich and the famous. Yo, not that rich, not that famous. Uh, but he's a nice guy. Uh, we had a com- one of the first conversations we ever had was about winning a lottery, and I was like, "Oh, what would you do?" And he was like, "I love my job because he still works there." He was like, "I love my job, but the first thing I would do is I would <laughs> charter a helicopter, I'd fly to the stadium, I'd land on the center circle, my my fingers out, <laughs> tell me fuck their job." <laughs> just like it's nice to know that literally everyone has that thought yeah, regardless matter. of what they do and how much money they make they're just like what job you're fuck doing. out of here yeah. you know <laughs> if you fucking hate, even if you love your job there's always something else you would want to do that is a good mean? lad because me, me and emma were talking about just oh so what were we doing emma's like rhyming off like oh we would give this this person money we get that yeah. person money pure rhyming off that wouldn't you give this person that much i was like we were having this conversation Yo. walking through the park the other night because you kind of have to give other people money yeah because you can't you can't come up and expect to be the one that does everything you know because like if you went to the you say you used to call your pals out for dinner you just won the lottery like right and you didn't buy it get your paypal out aye and if you didn't buy it i would still be getting i fucking can't man he just won the lottery he's gonna put his horny spot the the certain mates out there would be getting to the penny that's what you got 
Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? But then at the same time, we had this other conversation where we were like, oh, it'd be nice just to like buy people gifts every now and then. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you imagine you bought someone like, say, a Lamborghini? You know? It's not a gift. That's like life. Dude, we gave them like a Lamborghini and then they couldn't afford to pay the insurance every month. <laughs> the road tax. You know? So you're like, you kind of have to have the money. Yeah. You can't just give people things and go, ah, you deal with that. That's you. That's you. Now you are fucked. It's like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they like gift a house to like Mind, I've only seen family, like... And then they have to like... No, so they like... They inherit when... Dennis and Dee's mum dies, they inherit her home and it's like a massive big house and they end up giving it to like a like not very well off Mexican family because they burn their house down. <laughs> but then they go back like one season later, they go back to the house and the guy is now like the gardener for the people that own it because he couldn't pay the property tax. <laughs> it, 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 it's very much a thing, you know, like yeah. it's nice. it would be nice for everyone to have a bit of cash. Yeah. You know, and also, can you imagine the expectation that would lay on your shoulders if you were expected to pay every bill? All right, you'd be good for it, you know? Like, yeah. It's like, it's not like we're going anywhere fancy. We're going to the Alice in Arms. We'll probably just get the rounds in, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> Every drink on me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but you would have to give somebody or, or people something. Yeah. Because give them enough to accrue enough in the bank that they never have to work again. I go two ways on this, mm. right? Do you go like full Bill Gates on their ass? Be like, yo, I get money. I'll give you some, but work out for yourself. Mm. Or it's like certain people you would want to set them up for your life. Of course. Like parents, yeah. don't worry about shit. Dad, yeah. stop you... running the community center. Or actually, keep doing it, but you don't need to worry about anything else. You're good, yeah. Like my mum and dad, yo, you're already retired. <laughs> right now, if my dad I found out I came into money, he would already have quit his job. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, haven't even been to the Edinburgh office he would yet to be, cash the check. Yeah, he would be at my front door with his bags packed going... <laughs> <laughs> flights are already We're pump. getting out of here. <laughs> Give me my pocket money. <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. But um, you would have to. You'd have to give people money. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. Because all those people have set you up. And like, we've already had this conversation like, you're good. You're good. I'm good. Absolutely. The top of my list. That's how it goes. Anyway, hello. Hi. <laughs> let's, let's do the podcast now. <laughs> let's stop talking about winning the fucking lottery. So we spoke about winning the lottery last week when we turned this off. That's all we did. <laughs> we sat there for ages to talk about the lottery. <laughs> That's because those beers were so big. They were very like, big. They were good. <laughs> pretty half cut by the end of the episode. I just want to be like, rich. Imagine, imagine winning the fucking lottery. Man, I'm fucking, fucking, man. fucking, man, man, fucking line, man. <sighs> Hello, mm, welcome thanks. to another episode of Dead End Friends Podcast. 32? That is 32. Mental. Podcast for two dudes who don't know fucking anything. Talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just do all my housekeeping. Remember to subscribe. To the YouTube, to uh, the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is you listen to your podcasts and watch podcasts, uh, remember to subscribe and like the things. Follow us on Instagram at Dead End Friend Podcast. I'm going to do something extra here. Follow me at CactusJack13 and follow this one at GaryXGordon. I got it right. I don't post anything. I try to make everyone think I look cool by posting things that I listen to on Spotify. 
Half the time I'm not even listening to them. Yeah. I just go on and I'm just like, that looks cool. I'll <laughs> share that to Instagram. <laughs> share to Instagram story. Or you share that guy that looks like fucking Leonard Nimoy all the time. What's the guy you have in your fucking arm? Oh, Leonard Cohen. Cohen. The guy that looks like Leonard Nimoy. The other Leonard in my the life. Other, the, the other fucking <laughs> Leonard. Just shading random pictures of him. Um, I feel like the, the episodes that you have listened to, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with your Share friends. us like your lottery winnings. Be selective. We only want cool people listening to this podcast. <laughs> no fault. No fucking duds. No foos. No foos. Uh, my name is... Actually, I'll do it a different way around. That guy over there is Gary Gordon. I am Craig Jimson. This is episode 32. Because he doesn't like saying his name. Is that better? Do you prefer that? It's going to get to the point where I just don't do anything. <laughs> you actually just say just everything that I'm going to say. You're just a stump dick in the wall. I'm just going to sit here with cue cards and you can just read off what I'm going to say. <laughs> Still so... set the microphone up though, just in case. Just, just in case. Just to like, for sure. Can I have anything. that with more passion, please? <laughs> <laughs> just pressing a button with your fucking producer behind the wall. <sighs> right, so this week um, is part two. Of Bible John, like I promised last week. So last week's episode, we talked about Bible John. So as a recap, we talked about the murders that took place, 1968-1969. So there was three females murdered over an 18-month span-ish, 20-month mm-hmm. span. Um, we talked about what happened, the, but we talked about a bit about the investigation where big joseph i can't remember his last name now the guy that was running it uh he was like fixated on like one particular fucking image mm. of the the suspect and, and the wouldn't man. fucking peel himself away from that so nah. it was like the investigation was so like pigeonholed in it looking for a specific specific person so we talked about like obviously like the positives that they had like they did fucking do the investigation they ended up interviewing like i think it was something like five thousand potential witnesses and suspects etc but also their fucking shortcomings because naturally they fucked up because absolutely incompetent which is interesting because after the episode came out my dad was talking to me yeah and uh, he let me know that his auntie's like someone in their life someone in his auntie's life Uh um got arrested on suspicion of being Bible John. Oh. But not only did he get su- arrested on suspicion of being Bible John, he got arrested that many times that he got an official pardon from, like, the superintendent or whatever, being like, isn't he this guy? Gonna oh. stop it? Like, stop bringing him in. So they kept, like, bringing him in thinking, we've got him. Not, but they didn't realise... It was just the, was same the same cunt they picked they up God knows how many God, times. Like, yeah, so he got, like, an official pardon just being like, so it, was just, it was just like a card. He just yeah. it's it like, like an official letter. He was like, "Please, sir." It's like in the Joker when he pulls out the card saying, "Like I have a condition, I can't stop laughing." I, <laughs> I yeah. have a condition that looks like Bible John. Yeah, I just look like Bible John. I'm no him. I'm no him. <laughs> I promise. I swear to God, I'm no him. I'm no him. <laughs> That's fucking wild. It's wild, isn't it? That's close to home. Very close to home. Considering you all thought my dad was Bible John for a long time, like <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up. But I brought up because I was I was speaking to Duncan about it, and obviously Duncan was like the forerunner of this joke for such a long time <laughs> because so there's literally long. one like photo like mock up of what he looks like, the, the one and they, composite drawing that they have, and like they drew specs on him, and he looked a wee bit like my dad. But he just looks like any white guy. But who my lives dad, in the East End of Glasgow. I but my dad at the time would have been ten. 
<laughs> you know, like he would have been ten years old. <laughs> and and the dancing at ten. Yeah, like I know that they were pretty. Hasbulla. <laughs> Borgir. <laughs> that's not Hasbulla. That's the other one. I don't it's know his name. Uh, have you seen that like, that thing that's been going around this like just went into your room to close the curtains who is this horrible wee man <laughs> he's just standing in the corner <laughs> oh, have you seen the video of him it's like him sat with like a phone and goes <laughs> it's so rubbish but just makes me laugh every single time Burgir. Oh, Burgir. they're brilliant. Something they else, are. man. As Bula for president, honestly. <laughs> don't understand a word he's saying. Don't understand oh. his policies, but fuck it. Like, yeah, fuck it. He makes me laugh. Is it, I mean, it was a lot like Donald Trump. No idea what he's fucking saying. Make me laugh. Understand his policies. Good laugh, though. Oh, dear. <laughs> right, so last week we talked a little bit about um, the investigation, or well, we talked about the investigation, we talked a little bit about who could have possibly been, and that was kind of mm-hmm. where we cut it. Not my dad. I've got, your dad was 10, we'll maybe give him a pass, we'll talk about it. So I cut it there because I've got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about, so <clears throat> the main person I'm going to be speaking of, the main person that was suspected of it, that everybody thought, and still does think that he was... Bible John mm. is that horrible bastard, fucking Peter Tobin. Mm. He was like the main bad suspect bastard. already, like in prison for fucking rape, murder, mm-hmm. the bad shit. Yeah, he was a he was a horrible, horrible human being. So, man. Again, a bit of a like trigger warning and stuff, just for anybody that's not comfortable with that kind of stuff. We'll be talking. It won't be a lot. It's just a little bit about Peter Tobin's background. So we're we'll talking a little bit about um, rape and murder. Um, and some sexual assault so if anything makes you kind of queasy then skip like 10 minutes because I'll not be talking about it for a long <laughs> and after that you're good <laughs> <laughs> right so we'll talk about, about Peter Tobin I decided to do it on my phone this week because I was watching I was watching the episode last week while I was like editing it and stuff and it was like I felt awful because I was like this yeah your body language is all off man the vibe was not here <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I've done it on my phone this week, so I can be a bit more um, pro, up close and personal. Yeah. So you're want, you're in the room. You're in the room. Want, I want to be near you. Mm. And you're back in the room. What's that again? Is that fucking little Britain? Ah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, right. Oh dear. Although I'm not going to go into too much detail about Peter Tobin. <clears throat> he was a bad bastard. Monster. Uh, true. Yeah. He is a truly terrible person. He was found guilty of three murders, all young women. He had also been previously imprisoned for the rape of two minors. But he only served 10 years for that particular offence. Jesus. Um, after, his we- after his release, Tobin would then go on to murder Angelica Kluck, a 23-year-old student from Poland. So in 2006, Peter Tobin, going by the alias Pat McLaughlin, this is what I was talking about last week. This mm. motherfucker had so many different names that he went under. <clears throat> so one of them was Pat McLaughlin. He was working in a church just doing like maintenance jobs. So it was the St. Patrick's Roman Catholic Church, which is down at Anderson. Right. It's like just next to the M8. Mm-hmm. Next to the school. Aye. So he yeah. was in there that he was working. Um, and uh, Angelica Cluck was a student... Uh, she also worked as a part-time cleaner at the church and on the 24th of September 2006 Tobin attacked Angelica while the two of them were alone in the church 
She was beaten, raped and stabbed. Tobin concealed her body underneath the floorboards in, floorboards in the church and it is thought that she was still alive at this point. Oh. Gruesome. At least they didn't punch her to death. <laughs> Wasn't he knackered afterwards? That's how I could rip up the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also like 40 years older by this point, so he was probably like, that's too much work. That's way too much work. <laughs> I can't even do that, man. <laughs> uh, the police caught up with Tobin in London because uh, he had fucking fled uh, he was I using would. another alias he had actually admitted himself into hospital for having chest pains but he was acting shady in the hospital the police were called they came up and they were like yo hold on what's your name <laughs> what's Where'd your you come what's your real name so Tobin was found guilty of the rape and murder of Angelica and in 2007 was pre- uh, sentenced to serve a minimum of 21 years in prison. While in custody, police started to look into Tobin's past. Police thought that the level of criminal sophistication in Angelica's murder added to Tobin's 1994 conviction of raping two minors meant Tobin could be responsible for many other serious sexual offences. Because <coughs> they didn't have... Like, there'd be shit that will have went un... Yeah. Um, what's the word for it? Noticed? Yeah, unnoticed or unlike reported. Yeah. The world of stuff that's kind of. So that was the kind of. That was the thread they started pulling. Mm. Like, what else has this motherfucker done? Yeah. So the police investigation into Tobin's past was called Operation Anagram. Uh, this led the police in 2007 to an address where Tobin had previously lived in Margate in England. They found the remains of a 15-year-old girl buried in the back garden who eventually was identified as Vicky Hamilton. It's yeah. thought that Tobin had abducted her while she was waiting for a bus. A few days later, police found the remains of a second body. This one was of Dinah McNichol, an 18-year-old student who was last seen hitchhiking. The two girls had been missing since 1991. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus. So this is when it all started unraveling. Like, it kind of, they arrested him for the rape of the two minors. Mm. Went in jail for 10 years, but they didn't really look into his past or anything else he'd done. Yeah, they're just kind of like, yeah, that's you. Yeah, he's, you're fucking, you're an awful piece of shit. Don't do it again. Bad yeah. man. Are we going back 10 years as well? Fuck me. <laughs> but then after this one, they were like, there's too much went into this. He's thought about this too mm-hmm. much. He's planned this almost too much. He's been able to react in a way that's like not a normal person would react after murdering somebody. Yeah. So I think that was when they went, nah, we need to like... Yeah, there's something to this. Yeah. The, we need yeah. to go and look at what else is going on. Um, so the police suspected Tobin was involved in other offences, including the Bible John murders. But they were unable to obtain sufficient proof to bring further charges to him. Tobin himself, before his death, boasted of 48 different victims. Operation Anagram was wound down in 2011, and it now exists as a manned email inbox. It just didn't have anything else to go on. <laughs> so emailed a guy email just sitting inbox. on a computer, just waiting refresh. for an email. <laughs> just F5. <gasps> oh, fucking Amazon. Nothing today. God damn it. Just spam. <laughs> <laughs> local serial killers in your area are waiting to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> hey baby what you up to 
Uh, in the year since his conviction, Tobin had been the focus of many books and documentaries. He moved across Scot- England and Scotland for m- most of his life, using many aliases in the process. A key proponent of the Tobin as Bible John theory is criminologist Professor David Wilson, who I mentioned last week. He's the guy yeah. who wrote the book. Um, he... <coughs> he wrote the book detailing the connections he had made between Tobin and Bible John. 2010, the book The Lost, Lost British Serial Killer, uh, co-written with Paul Harrison, the author of Dancing with the Devil, as mentioned last week. Wilson's book ha- makes numerous con- numerous connections between the behaviour, aliases and figures of speech shared by Bible John and Peter Tobin including Tobin apparently becoming aggressive to his former wives during their period. Mm. So that goes back to the uh, the three victims of Bible John well, on their period when they got murdered. The likes are compelling, though evidently not compelling enough, to prevent the co-author of Wilson's book writing his own differing account of Bible John three years later, <laughs> alleging an entirely... Ah, the man was on... He was chasing that paper. That's yeah, all that yeah, was. Yeah. He was like, ah, there's money being made here. So his book, three years later, he claimed that it was a police officer. Which is, uh, like, if I'm looking into it, Peter Tobin is obviously, like, everyone's like, he's a bad man. So he's easy if, he was like a, if he was like a scapegoat. Yeah, but... Oh. Right, okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> now you take your time. We'll just bill you for the time later on. Mm-hmm. Who have you got there? Who's that? Ballerina Bunny. Ballerina Bunny. Nice. Why she got that name? Why do you take your cup into your room, babe? Just put it on your table. In case you need more. Night night. Bye. See you in the morning. I need to soundproof my door again. <laughs> Don't work with kids, you know. Well, she could have walked in at a worse time, you know. That's that's fine. Yeah. You could have been in the midst of it. We just talk about some guy making money. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's just been standing outside with a glass at the door. <laughs> and here's my moment. <laughs> Showman, really Un- unsuspicious. But no, it does feel like Tobin is a bit of a scapegoat. You're like, oh, you already did all this horror, hor- horrific, horrific, <laughs> horrific, horrible stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. happened there. Yeah. A definitely horrific and awful, horrible, horrible, <laughs> um, horrific stuff. So people just going, yeah, could be probably be you as well. Yeah, yeah. I think not that, that I feel bad for him, but like you know, I'm just like, right, it was a fucking awful human. Yeah, being. you're a crap bag of a person. But again, it could just be like what we were talking about last week with the investigation being pigeonholed and finding one person. I have just gone. Put, this guy, like they deliberately put all of the focus on him to detract from the fact that, like, I, I maybe just watch too many shows that talks about like police and government cover ups and stuff. So I'm just like, it's a fucking police officer because I put too much attention on so much other stuff. Yeah. Instead of investigating the possibility that it is from the inside. Yeah. So. That's where my you never want to admit that though. No, no, you never would. It's like trying to admit that a family member, like, because that's how the police see each other. They see each other as like one big family. Do you know what I mean? So it's Mm. like 
that it would be tough for me to turn around and, like like a fucking if you were to just come out that you were fucking like murdering and fucking raping people i'd just be like nah nah not him nah not this guy nah this guy this like guy. He, we'll have we we'll broke have bread lives. we enjoy meatballs <laughs> is that a reference is that a reference i'm not gonna get no it's just what we do that's just yeah the, we like, just break meatballs when, when we're not we break meatballs is we, all we do. <laughs> I said broke bread <laughs> breaking bread eating meatballs and just spitting bars spitting bars that's what we that's do all we do day to day on the daily you dress like fucking Eminem oh he needs like the Jason mask I was home for like a cool fucking reference and kept me with fucking like Marshall Mathers it was Marshall Mathers or Mario so <laughs> pick one i would fuck with mario dude you know how much i fucking love mario, love mario. Uh, tobin's possible identity as bible john is contested by his first wife margaret mcintosh and um, she says tobin couldn't be bible john because she believed the two of them were together on the hu- on their honeymoon at the time of the second murder which seems pretty conclusive that's conclusive yeah, yeah. but the talk of tobin being bible john magically refuses to go away it's almost like somebody's agenda to push it (laughs) maybe i think i'm reading too much i can't believe you're such a sympathizer (laughs) right so at this stage it's worth mentioning uh, another potential suspect known as john white so former police officer les brown claimed that in 1969 he arrested a man outside the banaland ballroom so this is where the victims allegedly met their killer. Yeah. As talked about last week. The man was seen arguing with a woman he had met inside the ballroom. The man, says Officer Brown, acted suspiciously upon his detainment. He provided a false name and address. When pressed about pressed about his identity, he revealed his real name and address. But an officer who outranked Brown ordered he release the man as he did not possess the overlapping front tooth, which was believed to be a key identifying feature of Bible John. So again, straight back to like, the photo of it. It didn't look like what they believed was Bible John. Mm. Another shortcoming. Like in this day and age, that motherfucker would be getting brought in and getting questioned. Yeah, and getting not interrogated, getting questioned at least to like it's flesh the out the story because as a person of interest. Yeah. Back then, they were like, nope, we know. Not him. We know better. Like the fucking, We know way better. The guy who was running the investigation claimed he would know Bible John when he saw him. <laughs> oh, hate that shit. Um, wait, Emma. Uh, some years later, Brown conferred with a colleague. This detective colleague told a strange tale of a man he'd arrested outside the Bannerlands following an altercation altercation some years prior he had needed to take his prisoner to hospital to have a head wound looked at and the man escaped out of the hospital the escapee had given his name as john white his story appears a brown story appears credible and he rose to a very senior rank in detective chief inspector though it appears the real name of this man the two officers independently detained is just lost time Brown further claims the murders stop after his arrest of John White and that White lived in the Gorbals area of Glasgow with his mother. The claims were investigated in 2005, but nothing more is found. <laughs> so, John White for the Gorbals. 
Know him. Know the man. Apparently. Could be. Apparently. Could be. Could be. So, that's the kind of Peter Tobin stuff. He was the main guy. John White was another one that was kind of like interesting enough for them to look at. Oh! oh. I saved Hi. that. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so, I'm going to ask the question. Who is Bible John? Well, it's no my dad. It's no John White. It's no Bob Bain for Bishop Briggs. That was a guy who had the but, yeah, I, I think he's dead, I so I don't have to that. mention him. Like, it's ah, fine. Fuck him. <laughs> ah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> who is he? Who is he? So a big part of Bible John, the Bible John case is trying to establish the facts. The decades. Are you going to tell me who he is? Yes, this is like that was a rhetorical question. Like I have the answer. Oh, I've, you have I've the answer. I've done my research. I went and found him. Oh my god, this podcast. Honestly, I didn't. Wow. The decades that have passed and re- decades have passed, and repeated books claiming to bring new information to light have just muddied the waters. We're left with the reality that there is seemingly no definitive description of Bible John's appearance. Because everybody has a different idea. Everybody who wasn't around back then has their own take on what it looks like. <laughs> it was basically a man. Yes. That's about all we have. A white man who lived in Glasgow. With a Glaswegian accent and red hair, maybe. Maybe red hair, because other people said it was brown. So the two things that we know for sure is he was in Glasgow and he was white. That's all we know for sure. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and a man, I guess. Three things. Yeah. Well, did... Well, you never know. You never know. I don't want to misgender him. Exactly. Might have identified as something else. There's even a disagreement as to his use of biblical quotes. It is not known for certain just what his knowledge of the scripture was. (laughs) Just just like phone book, John. He just kept like hitting out with numbers for the phone book. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow pages, Peter. Yellow pages, Peter. That's so good. (laughs) Um, It seems to be accepted that he used a story involving Moses, rather quote verbatim from the Bible, when speaking to Helen and and Jean in the taxi. There is disagreement whether he illustrated the story in the correct context. So ultimately, we don't really know the significance of the Bible in the man's life. Was it a cursory working knowledge typical of the generation, or was there a deeper knowledge and significance? We'll never know for certain. We do know the name Bible John was coined by a journal, a journalist working for the Daily Record. Wow. And it is like, <clears throat> all good serial killers need a good name. They do, they do. You've got Bible John, you've got the Toy Box Killer, you've got the Night Stalker, you've got BTK. Like, you, need, you need these ones. And then yeah. there's just like, Jeffrey Dabber. <laughs> like, he didn't get given one. Nah. He was bad though, wasn't he? Oh yeah. He was I don't know bad. much about these. I'm too sensitive, man. I'll have nightmares. Jeffrey Dahmer's an interesting one because you... He wore genu- glasses like mine, didn't he? Genuinely, he, he did. When you bought those, I was like, that's... My Dahmer's. My Dahmer glasses. My Dahmer glasses. He, like, you, you can't help but feel bad for Jeffrey Dahmer, even after all the shit things he did because he's just a fucking loser. Yeah. He's such a fucking loser. You can't help but be like, oh. Feel so bad for you because you're such a shitty fucking. Was life. it Jeremy Renner that portrayed him in like a film? Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? I'll Google. I'll you Google do, real you quick. Don't Google? 
<laughs> I do a Google. You do Google. Jeremy Renner. Another guy from the from Avengers films mm. did another guy. He did the Unabomber. Yeah, he played Dammer in the film of the same name Ooh. in 2002. Oh. There he is. Nah, he's too handsome. That's Young right. Jeremy Renner is handsome as shit. Yeah. No. Ah, I don't know. They look a little bit similar. And the way that they don't, but <laughs> but they kind <laughs> they kind of do. <laughs> they kind of do. Like the more I flicked through photos, there, I was like, mm, nah. No, don't. <laughs> Jeremy Renner is Jeffrey Dahmer. Just because his name starts with a J. That's probably what it was. It's just like, yo, how close are you to Jeffrey Dahmer? You know, start with a J. Seventy-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Five point six on. On IMDb? I don't really care about what IMDb says, but I'll go with Rotten Tomatoes. A 3.4 out of 5 on Amazon UK. Who else is in this film? No one. It's just Jeremy Renner. There is it's like a solo no piece. one. Oh, <clears throat> it's like that film guy? that Tom Hardy's in, but it's literally just him driving a car. Have you seen that? Say again, sorry? The film with fucking Tom Hardy just driving a car. No. That's the whole film. Oh. Him in a car. Are, is that the one where he's got the German accent? Fucking, I've not seen it. <laughs> I just know that's. I thing. might have made that. Oh, the new one that's just coming out of Netflix is just Jake Gyllenhaal on a nine one one call. Oh, the guilty. That's, that's a it. remake, isn't it? I have no idea. It looks hella good, just because Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. And he's got shaved hair, and he looks so goddamn fuckable, like it's insane. Did you see him when he was at like that? Oh, the guy that plays Senator Kelly in X Men, isn't it? Bruce Davison. Let me see his face. You know the one that turns out the sponge? Oh, the one that, like, he goes, he goes through the fucking bars? <laughs> That's so gross, and he turns into, like, a jellyfish. And Makes me feel physically sick. It's, it's so gross. gross. Those films don't hold up, by the way. Oh, they do. No, they don't. Oh, they do. They don't. Because it's like, <clears throat> but when was that? Like, fucking 2002? 2000-ish, yeah. Like, for... <laughs> at the height of his fame. <laughs> for that time. CGI. Yeah, but they don't hold up now, is what I'm saying. I mean, if you, if you, when was the last time you watched a Pirates of the Caribbean film? Never seen any of them. Right. Okay. Never mind it. <laughs> so Peter so Tobin. <laughs> so Peter Tobin is dead. He is dead. Thank God. Where was that? I have no fucking idea. I don't know, man. We started talking about Jeremy Renner. <laughs> right. Sorry. But uh, yeah, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is the killer. Uh, <laughs> he is Bible John. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking cracked it. He played. Dammer to throw us off the scent. The killer seems to have some preoccupation or fetish involving menstruation, and many conclusions drawn would be speculation. But it is thought by some that Bible John liaised with a number of women during the time, and only killed those on their period and was who refused to have sex with them. But we don't know that is true. But kind of why? Yeah. Theorize. He's just a horny fucking bastard. He could be like a a priest, because there was a mad thing about um, like menstruation in the Bible. It was just the way you said priest. There, it was like priest. So basically, if a woman was on a like, so this is from Leviticus. This is from the Bible. The Bible, from a book in the Bible. If a woman's on a period, uh, if she's not able to bring a lamb, then she shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons, and. One, f- the, the one for the burnt offering and the other for the sin offering and the priest shall make an atonement for her and she shall be clean. So maybe it's just like 
I'm gonna fucking kill you because you didn't bring me a turtle. Aye. But he was so much bullshit. So I would like to think that that's what he's actually talking about. Whack. It is so whack. It doesn't even have a good ending. You know, we all die. That's so <laughs> shite. <laughs> have you read any of the Bible? Uh, I've read these three passages here where they mention <laughs> turtles. <laughs> I googled turtles Turtle. period the Bible. <laughs> this is what came up. <laughs> What's the other two? They're from the same book. Or one's from the same book. And on the eighth day, she shall take unto her two turtles, or two young pigeons, and bring them unto the priest, to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And then from Numbers 610. Where are these turtles just lying around? Just, just chilling in, like, Jerusalem, you know? <laughs> uh, just like, yo, there's a pool And on the eighth day, he shall bring two turtles, or two young pigeons, to the priest. This is from a different thing altogether. I'm so confused. I don't know why turtles were the thing. I, I mean, turtles are a fucking vibe, but is that Yeah, but if you're on your period, bring me two turtles and I'll make you clean. Because apparently, must... to be on your period was a sin. Right. But what the fuck are the turtles going to do? He was going to sacrifice them both as an atonement and Yo, make her clean. <clears throat> Have you already told me this? <laughs> I literally just read it. <laughs> is that what that meant? Is that, am I just like... No, I, I said that both times. You said, I'm going to kill these turtles. I never said that, but they make What did the priest say? One was for an offering, and the other one was for an offering. What are they going to do? Just keep the turtles. Don't go, they're going to kill so them. So an offering means murder. A blood offering. <gasps> Holy shit, man. Tur- turtle murder. They always talk about like fucking devil worshippers and stuff being like, oh, you draw the fucking pentagram. Ah, they kill goats and no they kill a goat and shit. But it's like, no, we don't. We don't know. Like, we just hang out, but you're actually murdering turtles. Like, turtles, like, those turtles could have turned into fucking Leonardo, bro. Like, that tur- that turtle that you murdered could have turned into fucking Raphael. Domino's Pizza, whatever the other one's called. Donatello. There's another two. Donatello and the other one, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> the best one, party dude, we Mikey, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Oh, man. You know how much I fucking love the Toy- turtles. Toitles. Right. Um, right. Uh, put my glasses back on so I can actually fucking read. So, to add to this, we also have the fact that Bible John appeared to just stop killing. Ran out of turtles. <laughs> Can't really get them in the East End of Glasgow. No. <laughs> no, I feel like they're super fucking common in the East End of Glasgow. Oh, aye. Every just like, other just like guy. Dogs. Just like dogs. Just you know? like you have a staffy or you have two fucking <laughs> sliders. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, where was I? Theorizing why serial killers seemingly stop killing is always a contentious subject. Did they get sent to prison for other offenses? Did they move abroad? Did they sufficiently alter their MO and continue under the radar? Did they commit suicide or did they just have enough? Why do you get bored of killing people? It's like, fuck this, man. It's not bringing me any joy. Oh, fucking cabby ass, man. It's just like, <laughs> i got to be the Battlelands in like fucking half an hour's time. That's just can't be fucked. <laughs> Strictly come dancing still on. Like, I'm no arsed. Gonna phone a kebab in. I'm gonna phone the kebab shop. I'm gonna sit here on my King Donna. What was like chill. that? What was that woman that wrote the books? Just like, uh, if they don't bring you joy, throw them out. 
You know that fucking that woman that wrote the books. Ah, she had like a Netflix show and shit. It was just like tidy your house up. Oh, Marie Kondo. Aye, that, she, name? that was like Marie Kondo of, of murdering people. Just like, ah, oh, it's not bringing me any joy. Fuck oh, it. It's not bringing me any joy. I'll I was just gonna watch Strictly. Do you know what? I can buy a turtle. Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway is still on, and you want me to go to the dancing? <laughs> no. I question how that show is still on full stop. Ant and Dex. I st- people stop murdering. Emma. Emma has told me countless times who Ant and who Deck is I still can't fucking tell you which one is which I don't believe it they're the same person they're to not. me and then you put the two of them together and who do you get Ant Deck that fuck Stephen Mohern mind he started out on the telly because he did magic what? he's a magician oh, that's how he started off on the telly already so whack and that's made it worse ah oh, man Stephen Mohern's alright nah I watch Catchphrase of Catch course Free. I do because Catchphrase is, is the best game it, show on TV I history am so fucking good is it it's insane motherfucker we need to have a competition because i am fucking fire at it as well look it's just say what you see i'm pretty good at that yeah it's just like yo <laughs> i calls them how i sees them you know <laughs> it's a sheep jumping over a fence exactly <laughs> it's kind of sheep that's it that's it <laughs> right um but by discounting things we cannot know for certain or things over which there is considerable disagreement we can start to build a more practical image of who the killer was. The killer was comfortable talking to women in a nightclub setting and equally did not stand out in this setting. Blended in the crowd. Could have been Ant or Dick, to be fair. <laughs> he knew his way around Glasgow. He met the women in the Barrel and Ballroom at over 25 nights. He Also, sorry, how disrespectful was that? Over 25 nights? Yeah, was like that o- just like, the- like OAP? Was that just like the drinking age? Or is that like, ah, we'll just cl- club all the oldies in? Because it was like on X Factor when they had the over 25 category and everyone was like, oh, they'll never make it. They're too fucking old. And I was like, no, they're 25. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, please. But I think it's like in the club scene anyway. Like if I was to go to a club now. Oh, he'd be the oldest man there. I feel so fucking old. Probably not. We could go catty first floor and be like babies. (laughs) It'd be fine. Just be like old guys hanging out listening to Metallica. I also want to get out without, with like, my mind still right. You go in there and you leave and you have been spiked by something. By something. (sighs) Um. He walked the victims home and attacked them when they were close to getting home. He's able to overpower them. He punches and kicks the women repeatedly. These blows are mainly directed to the head and face. He sexually assaults them. He uses ligatures to strangle them. The ligatures in the latter two murders were made with the victim's tights. An item such as a belt was likely used in the first murder. He had bitten the leg of his last victim and her sanitary pad was deliberately left under her arm. All the victims had been menstruating at the time. He made no attempt to conceal the bodies. Equally, there doesn't appear to be any undoing behaviour exhibited by the killer. If anything, he looks to have left the bodies in a decent position, perhaps with an intent to further degrade the women. So there was so much like rich, raw things that they should be pursuing, but it got so fucking difficult to see through all of just the fucking muddy shit. Mm. Like, people's opinion people's fucking political views everything getting piled up on top that that was like almost so difficult to see why didn't they like look at the dental records 
But I'm guessing, is that a thing? Would they have done that? Have I watched too much CSI? It is a thing to identify people, but if they have their dental configuration on record. Mm. So if you have had, like, if an old, uh, like, an older point in your, t- in your life, you have got, like, braces, then they right, need to take they a mould. Take a, a, yeah. Or if you get, like, veneers, they need to take a mould. Like, all that kind of shit. So if they have that but back in the 1960s. And if you had a wonky I'm, tooth and you were planning on killing some cunts, you probably wouldn't do it, would you? Yeah. So you could just nibble on them and be like, yeah. So I don't know what, like, the kind of identifying... Like, I know the DNA wasn't really a thing until, like, the 90s, I think, when it, yeah. like, DNA profiling started becoming a thing. But and, then like, again, know, it was just, you just had to have your DNA on file as well, wasn't yeah. it? It's, like, so, like, oh, but it's got to have this. Yeah. It's got to have this. It's depending on so many fucking layers. Yeah, that's but, um, like, I can't help but think that they just royally fucked that up. Like, yeah, they I kind of could like, still be kicking about, I feel you know? like they have had this person either in their grasp yeah. or they've had the guy's picture on a table somewhere in the fucking police station. And they went, nah, his hair's too, like, not ginger. Aye, his hair's too fucking, like, thick or he's not got the dodgy tooth or, or just something yeah. like that. And it's, they've just completely discounted the person that they were looking for. So you don't know who it is? No. Fuck's sake. I thought we were going to get to the bottom of it. I thought that was the whole point in this. <laughs> no. I <sighs> told you... At the beginning, of I the have last integrity. Episode, unsolved mystery. I until the now words that I used. I don't like that. <laughs> Do you know why? Because I've been duped by so many documentaries. I sit and watch. I'm going. I'm going to learn to do. And I sit and watch it, and then I go. Oh, so they think that's a thing. Yeah, that was like that one that was like. So that's thing. what you've just done to everyone. No, because everybody... no, you've just done that to everyone. No. that was you. No. Mm-hmm. I. It's ex- all explicitly said the start of last episode unsolved you said it was unsolved but I thought by the end of this you'd have solved it you just got to work harder <laughs> I had a week you had a week <laughs> it's been around since the 60s bro like there's information get it <laughs> it's too muddy there's too much information I can't do it um, right just some final thoughts to throw out before we wrap this up um, I swear God one of these better be the killer's name <clears throat> it's Peter Tobin okay. it seems that eyewitnesses agree that Bible John was between 25 and 30 as the crimes occurred in 1968 to, ni- to 1969 we can infer an approximate date of birth of between 1938 and 1943 even allowing for a few years either side Bible John if still alive would be in his 80s 80s pushing 90s by this point um so it's not totally unreasonable to think that he may now be dead. Yeah, people do like. I believe nowadays, it. But maybe the only way, the only way to solve this is going to be through some kind of GED matching or DNA matching. Um, criminals have been apprehended in the UK with familial. Is that how you say it? <coughs> family. Uh, family links and oh, I can't even say this word, man. Genealogical. Genealogical, Genealogical. yeah, smashed it. Databases, however, it said that DNA samples linked to Bible John have long since degraded to beyond the point of having any value. So, because they did at one point have a semen sample from one of the victim's tights. Right. But that's just like, 
it's fucking it's just grey matter on the floor at this point it's just a stain <laughs> a bit like Bible John Peter Tobin totally appears to be a good suspect there is circumstantial evidence which points very strongly to Tobin his wife, ex-wife's statements regarding his sexual violence and um, aggression mm-hmm. towards them during their period mm-hmm. Tobin seemingly used an alias similar to the name allegedly mentioned by the killer and that he was living in the Glasgow area at the time of the first two murders. He's also a convicted serial violent sex offender and murderer. Yep. Oh, uh, does, that does kind of... He does tick clause. some of the boxes. <laughs> there are factors the point away from Tobin being John. He'd be both on the young side at 22 years old and short sight many eyewitnesses accounts uh peter tobin is five six to five seven a lot of people were saying that this he's guy pretty was tall a lot of people were saying that bible john was like six feet or above oh he's even taller yeah he's pretty tall God. <laughs> also he has dark hair rather than the red or fair red color or brownie color um i mean are these discrepancies outweighed when compared to the compelling nature of the circumstantial evidence, is it too common to attribute unsolved murders to apprehend serial killers? <clears throat> and then there's Tobin's first wife claiming of them, of him being with her on their honeymoon during the second murder. So he was in Brighton, 465 miles away from Glasgow mm. at the time of the murder. Wow. So Jean Langford, who was the sister of the final victim, she passed away in 2010. Her family state that she did not think Tobin was the man she shared a taxi with that night. Wow. In the years since her sister's murder, Jean attended over 300 identity parades, but she she never saw the face that she wanted. Can you imagine going to over 300 identity parades where you're like, Surely this is the time. I'm going to finally see what I'm looking for. Man. It's so insane. What just, a slippy to, character, you know? Honestly, just, even just to think about that as well, it's just like she lived another, like, what's 1969 up to 2010. Like, yeah. she lived another 40 years. Just like, oh God, I hope that she would find Yeah, her. just never known. And then she's got to relive it every time she fucking gets marched into one of these bloody parades, you know, like. The taxi just happens to go doing the fucking Galligate. I know. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that's rough. Poor woman. Yeah. So it's not just the victims that suffer from Bible John's murders. No. There's other victims too. Because you need to think about the fact that, like, at least two of the women, I can't remember if the third was, but at least two of them were mothers. You hear Turbo at the door? We Turbski. He's going fucking scratch at the door. <laughs> Fuck off! That's so funny. Don't work with children or animals. <laughs> right. Bible John's ominous epithet and an unidentified status means the murders will long feature in true crime annals. Bible John sounds enigmatic. The name exudes a mystique and has a power over imagination i was like what were we saying so like, try to make him sound sexy every good serial killer has a good name like mm. the night stalker is the most baller fucking name obviously yeah. richard ramirez bad dude <laughs> i 
hella bad, dude. <laughs> hella bad, dude. Hella bad. But Night Stalker is such a fucking good name. True, cool. It's cool as fuck. Fucking, what's his face? MF Doom actually uses Night Stalker Ramirez in the fucking... Oh, what's it called? Is it Barcade? You know the you know the song that just came out with um, Atmosphere and Aesop Rock. Aesop, and he's like Ramirez, and he does that like ho- mm. horrible gravelly fucking voice. You're like, bro, that song slaps. The beat in that is sick. That is. <laughs> it's so it's cool. So <laughs> also, like I've spoken before about those like like Aesop Rock and Atmosphere, uh-huh. and obviously MF Doom. That's almost like a Mount Rushmore of rap. And they were all on Rhymesayers at one point as yeah. well, right? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Atmosphere is still think, on Rhymesayers. I think Atmosphere and Aesop Rock are still on it. I think Aesop Rock's still on it as well. Because he be just brought out a new single yesterday, I'm sure. And I'm sure, it, I mean, the single might have just come from Rhymesayers. They might just be, like, helping put it out. Yeah. But, yeah, Atmosphere's definitely still on it. He's, like, the kind of big name. On He's the one, yeah. Rhymesayers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's been over 50 years since the last known crime. And so it seems likely the, identify, the identity of the murderer will never be proven. Uh, there is a chance that much of the early investigative work went to waste. It may be of limited use sourcing eyewitnesses, collecting statements, going undercover at the ballroom. If suspects were then excluded from supposed involvement in the crimes based on hunches or a feeling that they did not sufficiently resemble a composite picture. Um, I I have issues with Tobin mm. being the culprit. It seems too young. The hair color thing, mm, lighten. Like you can't really put the whole like oh he's got dark hair, but you put a fucking light bright ass fucking strobe light in the guy's hair and it'll look any colour you're looking for. Yeah. But I know so it's the scapegoat thing. The scapegoat thing's a thing that's kinda like throwing me off, you know? Like mm-hmm. it does feel like they're just going he is bad. Yeah. People will believe he's even worse. Yeah. And then, you know? and then it's like uh, why would his wife lie? Why would his why would his ex wife lie saying no he was with me? Exactly because it's his, his ex wife. Yeah and also You know it was like, it was because that was his first wife. Uh huh. Like, they obviously split up. Like, exes are, a reason, are exes for a reason, you know? So, like, And at this point, they started accusing him of being Bible John after he'd been convicted of the murder, or the three murders that he was convicted of. So, why would they then still be lying for him? Yeah. Like, uh, I have, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tricky one. And the, the thing that really puzzles me as well is the guy, John for Castle Milk, who was not involved, but he was around for the final murder. So mm. remember, Bible John was speaking to Gene Langford and the final victim. Yeah. And also and speaking to man. John Fucasso. Yeah. But he never came forward. No. It's weird that. that. It's, it seems super bizarre. Like, it's just so fucking puzzling. Like, surely you would have seen that in the paper and be like oh fuck I was there that night or surely even now you can just be like oh man it was this guy you know it was my guy it was like it was my pal Craig Dunn Craig Dunn Craig Dunn we're coming for you pal (laughs) you just pulled a name out of thin air it just happened to be your own name (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
so he never came forward uh, even if he was married he hadn't done anything adulterous at the Barrowlands so it's unlikely he was worried about his wife and his family finding out I mean it depends how fucking highly highly wound up that marriage is but I mean you wonder you really wonder what the reason was behind preventing him coming forward and making a statement yeah but, uh, again it's another thing that's like it's only ever going to be speculation absolutely yeah this is just one of the many questions we will never know the answer to but these are secondary to the main question who was bible john so that wraps that up you're not going to tell me no <laughs> Next time, can we do something nice? Because the murder thing just gets me. Yeah. Like aliens or something. Yeah, I don't mind doing Apparently, you're not allowed to call them aliens anymore. Demi Lovato oh, said Demi so. Lovato. Fuck you. Call them ETs. But how is that any better? Extraterrestrials. But how is that any better than aliens? I don't know, man. Oh, just fucking stop, stop having feelings about everything. I'm like, not them. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I would need to watch an interview with them to find out exactly what they were saying. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just take a, a fucking like headline Damien Lovato said this because I don't know what they think I need to know what it is that they have actually said who Not the aliens are Damien Lovato because they've had a pretty weird life yeah yeah like what was what did they not they were in rehab and shit right yeah they've done many a weird thing Right. Not weird, but like they've been through a lot. So I'd like to know what got her, got sorry, got them to this point. That conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they talking about this? Uh, I think there comes a point in time when you're that like in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Like remember when fucking Shia LaBeouf showed up at that fucking red carpet wearing a bag over his head? Like what was it said on? I am not famous. I'm not famous anymore. And then, like, Miley Cyrus, when she did the whole, like, like I'm off the rails shit. And it's like, nah, you're just, you're genuinely you're just a white girl. It's you're just fine. rich and you can do whatever you like. Yeah, like, everybody, I feel like a lot of famous people, like, get to that certain point. Especially when you're, like, young famous. Yeah. Because, like, Macaulay Culkin, like, he went fucking so far off the rails. He now has a fucking cover band and all they sing about is pizza. Like, bro. I love it. I don't, know, I don't actually know if they're a cover band, but he has a band and all they sing about is pizza. Yeah, why would a cover band just sing about pizza? Because they would just replace words and songs with pizza. Pizza. I quite like that idea. Ah, oh, Macaulay. I fucking love that guy. He beats writing lyrics. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, that wrapped up fucking part two of Bible John. It didn't really end on a good note because... We still don't know who we he still is. Don't know who he is. Craig was meant to figure it out, and he just <laughs> apparently didn't have time. <laughs> just in amongst like writing stuff, like trying to pretend to do a job, look after my kids. I just couldn't fit in. Like, who was this murderer? Just couldn't. Just couldn't find that. Unacceptable. <laughs> right, motherfucker. Let's talk about the playlist. Right, motherfucker. Right, motherfucker. This week was quite nice. I really fucking enjoyed the choices this week. And one of yours I skipped. Oh, wait, hold on. I want to see what, if I know which one it would be. I reckon you'll guess what one is. Why? 
Why would you skip that? Because it's whack. Man, it's such a good song. No. It was on a Tony Hawk soundtrack. Don't give a shit. So it was good. I don't give a shit. Okay, well, the first track, which isn't the one you skipped. No. Is uh, 10 Good Reasons for Modern Drugs by The Twilight Sad. Twilight Sad are a band that I only got into a couple of years ago. I haven't listened to them until today, and I went and looked them up because I was like, that guy sounds like he's Scottish. Yeah, they're from Glasgow. <laughs> That's fucking sick. They are incredible. Yeah, I, saw I really them, like that song. I saw them support The Cure oh, in nice. Bella Houston Park like two years ago. Wowza. They were so loud. Yeah. So loud. They played with Mogwai, and they played with The Cure, and they were still louder. They did a Frightened Rabbit cover, and I cried. The entire time. Yeah, because he cried. He cried on stage. <sighs> were, they like, were they like Pally? Yeah, I, I think everyone in like the Rabbit. Scottish music scene at some point has been friends with Frightened Rabbit. Right, That's okay. just how it works. I think everyone has a story about Scott Hutchison like, having yeah. a drinking story with him, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember I tweeted... Um, I remember I tweeted about how good their set was, and... Um, the singer's dad liked it Amazing. on Twitter, uh, but his handle was the Twilight Dad, <laughs> and it just made me laugh so much. <laughs> just thought, like, I love you've, that like, shit. Leaned into it, you steered straight into the sky. My favorite one with that was, um, do you remember fucking Stephen that ran Struggle Town? Mm-hmm. So his Instagram handle was always Struggle Dude, yeah. and then when he had a kid, he changed it to Struggle, Struggle Dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Shout out Stephen Hill. He is an incredible human being. Fucking fantastic human being. Yeah. It's off the album. It won't be like this all the time. I'll need to listen to that album because I really like that song. And it's bonkers. Like, it's just all over the place. And it's it's really. The rest of the stuff isn't really like that. It's more loud, heavy guitars. Cool. But they're really, really cool. Um, The next song, which is the song you skipped, is uh, See the World by the Cooks. (laughs) But man, it's such a good song. Nah. Did you like? Have you ever listened to this song? Yes. I listened to it earlier on. I'll be honest with you. I made it about halfway through. I tried. See the world a different way. Man, it's so it gets stuck in my head every time I hear it. But every time you listen to the cooks, all you hear is no, no, no. I don't Uh-oh. listen to the Kooks. I listen to this one song. <laughs> a bullshit. You get Kooks posters in your fucking bedroom. Blessed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so the next song is uh, Back in the Day by Ahmed Lewis. It's just a good song. I re- like. I hadn't Back listened to it. Back in the day when I was young. I had it on when I was cooking my fucking coconut and lime pasta. I was just like. It's just a vibey song. Just fucking chopping up my garlic. It's just vibing. It's just good. Yeah. It's just one of those songs that I'll, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's a good song. You can just put it on. You do. You just like, you, you let it get You're in, in intertwined it, you know? with your fucking whatever's going on inside. This is the remix, but I reckon the remix is actually the more known version of the song. Oh, okay. I think it is. I didn't know when you until listen to I listened to it today. Uh, the next song I put on is You've Seen the Butcher by Deftones, <laughs> which is <laughs> without a doubt <laughs> the sexiest song on the entire planet. <laughs> Don't wanna take it slow. Just wanna take you home. And I'm like, all right, Monchino, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> that that song is up there. That song was made for fucking. Made for fucking. <laughs> made for fucking. <laughs> Music videos, them just all dancing, covered in blood. I've not seen it. Like people at a party, covered in blood, dancing, sexy. I'm like, that's. I, a- only, I think I've only ever listened to that album and the album before. 
Saturday Night Wrist. I don't think I've listened to any other Death Tone album. Really? I've listened to Diamond Eyes and I've listened to Saturday Night Wrist. <sighs> Diamond Eyes is one it. of my favourite albums. It was like their album where they kind of changed. Uh-huh. You know? That was the first album um, I ever heard. They did, they, they, like, the guitar tone changed, the way they wrote music changed, the way that they did pretty much everything changed. It got really spacey sounding. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics on it are fucking dynamite. Like, that whole album's incredible. Yeah. I think if you went back and you listened to other stuff, you could maybe miss Adrenaline. It does have some good songs, mm-hmm. but they are cool. Around the Fur, also a great album. Mm-hmm. White Pony is the album, you know. Yeah, everybody, I've never listened to it. Deftones self-titled, also banging. Yeah. Saturday Night Wrist, amazing. Yeah, I love that You album. know, like... Fucking hole in the earth. It's got a song on it with Khalees. Like you're like, what? Come on, <laughs> like my milkshake. Come on, it's bringing death tones to the yard. It, they're just good. Mm-hmm. They're just one of these bands. I remember I watched an interview with them from like Puko Pop or Pink Pop or whatever it was called back mm-hmm. then, like music festival. And it was them like gearing up to start playing and all that. And they talk about how like they are a heavy band, but really they're not that heavy. They're just emotionally heavy. And I was like. That like resonated with me forever. I was just like, feel that. I, I get it. Apparently, their guitar player was his face, Stephen Taylor, Tyler, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Might not even be his name. Stephen Steve, Tyler. It's Stephen something. It's Stephen something. He's like a mad anti-vaxxer and stuff. So I was just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Maybe not anti-vaxxer, but like he definitely had some weird views at the beginning of the last year. Dude. Um, but you've seen the butcher as one of the sexiest songs on this entire planet that, that album sexy yeah, it's got beauty sexy. school which is also sexy. sexy it's got sex tape which is also trez sexy <sighs> i don't know what it is about them you like that was becoming like a fucking like fucking tiktok viral bullshit now what that song sex tape really just the like the beginning with like the fucking reverb delayed guitar bit wow just like yo Fair play. If it means they get massive and they bring out a new album and then tour here again, then I'd take it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't listen to the album because I've only ever listened to two, but like... I've, I think I've seen I've, them twice. I've never seen them. I saw them once in the Barrowlands, Let Live Supported, and... That's a, that's a pretty fucking good show. Three Something Tigers. They were cool. I can't remember what the something is. That's a word. <laughs> they were cool, <laughs> though. They were like an instrumental band. Tigers. Right, okay. uh, Let Live had just brought out fake history. It was dope. Yep. It was so cool. Let Live in their heyday were fucking wild, mm-hmm. man. So good. And then I saw them in the SECC with AFI, and that was cool. Oh no, I've seen them. I've seen them three times. Mm-hmm. The other time I saw them was a co-headline tour. It was just two bands. It was just Deftones and Coed and Cambria. And that was in the academy. <laughs> man they were incredible like they both played like two hour long sets fuck me claudio sanchez is a fucking genius oh he is i don't think he's given enough credit either i'm gonna have to put a coin camera someone next week cool let's just do 10 coin camera songs (laughs) (laughs) just talking about claudio sanchez uh, the last song that I put on is uh, The Bar Is Low by Piss Jeans. This is your other band. This is my other band. because uh, like, I think it's either the bass player or guitarist. Uh, he nah. is. You can tell them who you are. Because it's you. <laughs> he, he looks like me like five years ago when I, I was need, Trez Fat. I, but I like... need to... <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. I'll, I'll, put, uh, I'll put the image up on the... Um... On I the, just on the fucking video. 
But there. <laughs> That's fucking you, bro. That is me. Like, I. Oh, look at this guy, by the way. Who the fuck is this? Fuck. Who the fuck is this guy? He's very handsome, right? It's just handsome <laughs> it doesn't shit. make any sense. Who's this the music Chris video. Evans, Sebastian Stan combination over here, though, bro. I mean, he is. Oh, yeah. How is running that battery? How, I don't give a shit. How is he, Sebastian Stan, and Chris Evans? At the same time, he is. He looks like the guy that plays Sabretooth in the X Men films. Lieb Schleider. Schleider. Do you know that he does the fucking voice of uh, Kingpin in Into the Spider Verse? Does he? Yeah. Mm. That did real good. He's like going to be guy. in the new Wes Anderson film as well. Just throwing that out there. Oh. Yeah. He's going to be like perfectly symmetrical. He has to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, this album is. It's one of these weird albums that I found. Uh-huh. I, just you, like, I remember you sending me it when you found it like years ago. I just, I, this song's very different to every song. So it's called The Bar Is Low. Mm. And like, the first lyrics, like, I've been described as good. Some, I've been described as good. Some might even say great. I, what have I done to deserve such a fate? And I'm like, that's incredible. It's basically just a song about him being like, passing you know he's like he's fine like <laughs> but people are like oh you guy is so good and he's like no no the bar is low like that's literally the right, entire okay. song Fair enough. the music videos them in the gym just like working out <laughs> it's real funny <laughs> like because they're just dorks like and i think that's why i like it so much mm. i think it was it, it it was on sub pop records but i think it was also on death wish at some point oh, right, okay. or, like it was destroyed through the death wish or something which is right. why yeah, yeah or how, how you, i found it you clubbed onto it um I just think they're cool. Yeah. I haven't really listened to anything other than this album. The album's called Why Love Now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the album's pink. They look kind of cute on the front. Yeah. It's like, this is one of those albums that you just And they're like... called Pissed Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what can we call a band? Pissed Jeans, oh, obviously. Like, I've just you know? pissed myself. And I, I just think, I, I just like this song a lot. It just, it is like the more poppy song on the album. Right, okay. Like the rest of it's kind of scramsy, mental. Okay. But this song's just great. I remember when you sent me it, I listened to like the first song and I was just like, nah. Nah. And I never went back to it. All you had to do was wait for the second song and be like, ah. that's cool. But I think about like when you sent me it, ah, I used to have like the kind of mentality of like, oh, I didn't find this band. I'm so like that. Not, so they're still. not cool. Like, I thankfully have grown out of that in my old age. I and have ho- not. Hopefully you will get there as well, even though you're One day. two months older than me. <laughs> like, but I, like, we can only hope. To remind you. We can only hope. Yeah, like, so I, I will be, you know that everything you send me now, even if you send me one song, you know that I listen to that entire fucking album, because I'm just like, give me new things give to me listen more. to. Because I'm just desperate to find things that, are, that get me excited. Like, see, listen to, like, I, I, I don't listen to like heavy music as no, much anymore. I don't. But I was listening to, and every time I die song when I was driving to work today, because I had to actually go to the office, and it got to like the Gross. end of the album that I was on. So Spotify was just like, here's a song. It's like more. every time I die. And they played a band, I think they were called Structures. All right, okay. And I was just like, I don't know who the fuck this is, right? But I'll just let it play. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't understand the state of like heavy music in this <laughs> day and age because I still listen to like the big dirty on repeat. Yeah. So I don't understand where heavy music is at this where point. Where it's gone. But see if that is where heavy music is now. I'm missing so much. 
There is probably a lot that you would enjoy. That's like, sh- like I can't remember the name of the song that played. I'm gonna have to actually go and like find it find again it. Uh, <laughs> to listen to it. But I was listening to it and I was like, I'm gonna turn this one oh. up. It was so good. Heavy music is such a funny thing now, isn't it? Like, I think we just played it for so long that we were just like, oh, get so I can't sick think of it. Worse. Get so sick of it. Yeah. But like, I get sick of a certain. It's the thing about heavy music is there's like so many sub genres of heavy music. Which I still can't be asked with. So you just like, oh, I don't like metal. Yeah. Because I did it for so long, but like that's that's not what any of this shit is. Because no. like, I mean, like I listen to I listen to Loathe, I guess. Like I yeah. like that band. So it's trying, just trying to find because structures weren't unlike that vibe. Yeah. So I, was like, I need to try and tap into that area of heavy music and metal. Like if it's just blast beats and stuff, I'm not interested. I don't mind a blast beat. I'm into it. It's fine. If it's like unanswered by Suicide Silence, maybe I'll listen to it. Do you remember my first band uh, covered Epitaph. that? Uh, no, no, not Epitaph. Sorry, my second band. Then Alone We Fall. Covered unanswered all the time. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we used to play with you all the time. Don't say that. <laughs> we used to always play that song because we never had enough songs. Go on then. Exactly how it sounded. Still it wasn't, bangs. Wasn't far off. <laughs> Still bangs. Remember they brought out like the weird MySpace demos that just had like the Family Guy like samples on no. them. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just all Family Guy samples before that they. Awful. Yeah, I remember seeing them on the Summer Slaughter tour. Summer Slaughter tour. It was. Uh, it was a tour. It was. Um, were Oceano on it? No. It was the Berserker, Abigail Williams, uh, Annotations of an Autopsy, Born of Osiris, and Suicide Silence. They just don't do shows like that. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. Fucking Annotations of an Autopsy, Born of Osiris. Mm-hmm. The Bro. Berserker, Abigail Williams. Abigail Williams. Man, they were fucking huge. It was still like MySpace cool. Abigail Williams as well, so they weren't like a proper black metal band. They were just like black metal band that wore skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Let's move on from metal. My first song I picked is Planned Attack by Quasimoto, who is Mad Lib. Mad Lib. So Mad Lib's like, <clears throat> this is my way of doing hip-hop without it being me. That'll be me, so he has a funny voice. He puts on a fucking, like, weird-ass big yellow fucking animal suit mm-hmm. and cuts about his Quasimoto. Madlove is a fucking... He's a pure enigma of a human being. He's a genius. You just... I keep finding stuff that is, like, he is attached to. Like, new music, I'm just like... So he has... There's an album, or a couple albums out, under the name Yesterday's New Quintet. What a good name. So, in Bistro from Mad Villainy, mm-hmm. you know how MF Doom's just kind of talking, mm-hmm. welcome to Bistro Bar and Grill, I'm your host, the super villain, mm-hmm. and he actually says, yesterday's new quintet is here, and I thought that was just him being fucking weird and saying something cool. Because that's what he did. Because that's what he did. But, yesterday's new quintet is, mad is an actual like jazz fusion from like the noughties at some point that Madlib was connected to but because Madlib's such a like a secretive person 
Yeah. We don't actually know to what extent he was involved, but there's a lot of speculation that all of it is him, but the band has members, and everybody just thinks that he just had different aliases that were God. all in this band, and it was just him doing it. He blows my mind. Like, have you watched the Freddie Gibbs Mad Lib, like, MPR tiny, tiny desk. desk? Yeah. And, like, the bromance is so real. He's like, just sitting there with, like, a fucking, like, vintage, like, drum thing. And yeah. he's just, like... But, like, fucking there's a real nice moment in it, yeah. it when Freddie Gibbs is kind of, like, oh, I kind of owe everything to this guy. Yeah. And, like, it's so nice. And, like, I just remember them, like, Freddie Gibbs putting his hand on his shoulder and, like, Mad Lib just, like, touching it. And I was, like... That's a real moment. Bruh. Like, that's <laughs> so nice. Like, me. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, you know Mad Lib from so many things. Like, you get Mad Villainy. You got all the shit that he did with fucking Jay Dillon before he passed. What was it? I can't actually remember what they called themselves. Was it just J-Lib, I think they called themselves? You've got the fucking Freddie Gibbs stuff with him. He's got Bandana, Pinata. Pinata. Like, fucking, like, I love Alfredo, the album that Freddie Gibbs did with Alchemist. The Alchemist, because I love The Alchemist, but, like... Mm-hmm. Pinata. See, Bandana for me is up there. Oh, really? Above Pinata, yeah. Fuck. I think it's just because I've listened to it more. Right, okay. But like when it comes to like Crimes Pays, I'm just like, mm, turn it tune. up. I love that <laughs> tune. You know, it's just so good. Like <laughs> they that, work so well together. I think, but that's the thing is like I remember, I've like I actually went and had to have a look at it. So like Madlib was like kind of primarily known as like a hip hop guy. So he had like loads of stuff that he was like either pro- the producer of or he was doing Quasimoto stuff. Mm. But he actually took like years away from hip hop. Mm. And one of the projects that he did was yesterday's new quintet. But it's almost just like what else is out there that isn't anything well, to do there was with kinda like, he called he called himself Madlib, you know? There was kinda like peaks of it last year when he brought out that album that was like just a Sonic bit nuts, engineering. So, yeah, it was like so I was listening to uh, an interview with a uh, Fortet, like the mm-hmm. DJ, yeah, and um, he was talking about how like him and like because obviously Fortet remixed Mad, Mad Villainy. Villainy, yeah, and like obviously they they know Madlib very well, mm-hmm. and they were chatting, and they were like, "You need to bring out a listening album, like not an album that's just cool or beats. Uh-huh. It's an album you've got to listen to, which is what that album is because it's it." spawned so yeah. many different like like genres of music you know there was like real like like African drum beats there was like drum breaks there was fucking just noise and Everything you were like in, yeah. what is going on yeah. and like I apparently mean, it was called Sound Ancestors yeah so it kind of fits into it, it, that absolutely way so it was it. like I love the idea of like two producers sitting down and just talking about music and being like yeah so now what <laughs> you know and like them being like i'm known Forte, for this you're known for this because Forte kind of like not pushed them but like poked him in the right direction to do something like on his own didn't yeah because he? He Madlib's always been the guy that collaborates collabs yeah people with, he was just like with you need people. to do something for you mm, do something on your own which is what that album was yeah. and it's so good and i'm so glad that he did do that yeah because it just shows that there is a little bit more than just a guy that makes beats. Yeah. You know, oh. because I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of hip-hop producers get just lumped into that. You know, yeah, like, they, get thrown they forget in the that pile. they actually have this, like, real special yeah. ability to tap into music and go, okay, this is a good song, but that one bit mm-hmm. is going to sound cool. Yeah. 
you know it's like i mean what was the thing that i can't even remember the name of the album that madlib did in like the noughties it's just like all fucking like he's made beats through like a jazz fucking cafe that he used to go to what's the name of the fucking album because i know he did the he did the blue note revisited blue thing. Note? Uh-huh. So it was just like the Blue Note was just like the the record label that brought out loads of jazz records and uh-huh. like the the early the early like beginnings of music. Mm. <laughs> um, Back then, so they just kind of got like all the I don't know if they got the copyrights. So they just got like, like use and of samples it. and stuff, and they were just able That's to make so this good. beautiful album of That's just so like good. here's some beautiful jazz, but also beats. But Mad yeah. Lib has touched it. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a he's a fucking he's an incredible he's a, musician, and I love the fact that he's he's another one of those guys like MF Doom, where he's like he's very private. Yeah, because that just adds to the mystique and it adds to the like mm-hmm. the I want to get invested in this album because I want to try and find a way of getting to know the person behind the music. But he's so good at keeping everyone at arm's distance, so you just keep going back. Like Quasimodo's this the album that this comes from, um, yes or whatever, is arguably one of my favorite albums like i listen to it on the regular i think it's amazing the beats that he has in it the production value the fact that he's like rapping as quasimoto and rapping as himself so he'll have like the weird high pitch shit and then he'll just come in with his his own own. like just like normal voice and just like the kind of Mm. the sparring that he almost has with himself yeah it's just genius like i think the album's amazing i mean he's got like three or four albums as quasimoto and they're all amazing they're all just so that was why that one went in there next i have um dust devil by a band called polyenzo polyenzo used to be oceana did they yes same band (laughs) shut up (laughs) yeah that's amazing was it What's that name of the fucking album? Was it a... Uh, Birth Eater. Breathe, uh, Birth Eater. That's like, the album I always think of when I think of Oceana. So good. Like, I've been a massive fan of Oceana for years and I followed oh them through God. this change and it becoming Polyenzo. So they brought oh, out... Wow. Birth, they brought out Birth Eater and then they moved on to... They brought out, like, an EP called Clean Head, I think it was called. And they went a bit lighter. Like, it was kind of, like, more fucking... I don't even know the best way to describe it. Also, like, an amazing EP. It's, like, four tracks. Like, it's over pretty quick, but all of it is just incredible. And then they made the switch to Polyenzo to go down a more, like, experimental rock, like, weirder vibe. Um, They brought an album called One Big Particular Loop, which I was, like, a fucking huge fan of. I think that came out in, like, 2013, 2012, 2013. I was a huge fan of that album. And then, truthfully, I kind of fell away from them after that. Like, yeah. they brought out a couple of singles, and I was like, eh, it's not as good. Like, yeah. whatever. And then they brought out this and another song. I think it was called Red Coloured Pencil, I think was the other song. But they brought this one out, Dustin, and I was just like, oh, that's Because I was listening to this on the way here, and it was mad. Like, it starts off, and it has this really cool twiddly diddly guitar. <laughs> And then, like, out of nowhere, vocals come in. And I was like, yeah. his voice is fucking beautiful. Oh, my God. It's so rich and, like, expansive sound. And yeah. And then towards the end of the song, it gets weird and electronic And you're like, <laughs> where does this come from? It makes no sense. It's so good, oh, man. That's great. So that, that used to be fucking Oceana. Family Disease Oceana. That's it. Yeah, Family Disease. That's not the... Birth is the name of the song that I love on it. 
No, Family Disease is the name of the song. Birthday is the name of the album, is it not? Or is it? I think it's the other way about. Birthday is like. I'm gonna fucking look up. There's no, there's no, no red here. That's what the guy's voice is insane. Brandon Tonnenbaum, I think is his name. Oh, what name? Something like that. Change it. Birthday is the name of the album. Family Diseases. Okay. Okay. And he's got a gorgeous voice. That whole like let's just go back to Birth Theater. I mean, it's I fucking love that album. Like, yeah, I, I also listen to that on the regular. It's so good. Anyway, <clears throat> I've now lost my place. Where was I? <laughs> After that, peak, peak UK music here, right? Peak fucking don't know where they were. From. Very of the, Birmingham. They were it very of the somewhere. time. So fallacies. Song called Narrow Light. I still have the cassette. I. Phalluses. I was told about Phalluses through our mutual friend Alex. Mm. So Alex Dunn was like. Because he was friends with the guitar player. Yeah. I believe. So he was like, yo, you would like this. Go get Alice. Yeah. And then I still have. I think I still have the CD of like their first EP somewhere and then i have records of i think one of the records i have is of when they were phalluses and then they changed to haze yeah i think it was what it became and i have their album i kind of dropped off after haze but i always remember truthfully (laughs) yeah they brought out that album and just went okay cool nobody wants to listen to this i just remember seeing them like an all-day fest Mm-hmm. A couple of years, well, a couple of years, like ten years ago, <laughs> like when we were children. Yeah, and um, I just remember like being really into it. You know, it was like melodic sounding, hardcore. Mm-hmm. It was fast. It meant something. Yeah, which was everything that I loved and still love. But oh man, Excuse it was me. just one of those bands that stuck around for so long. I got on really well with uh, Reese, the bass player, bass player yeah. who is like. An amazing producer now. Yeah. Makes fucking beautiful music, like whether it's like weird, like deep house or like hip hop beats. Or amazing. He, he's got his own, he's got his own studio. I can't for the life of me remember what the studio is called. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll, put we'll it find it. We'll put it up. But it's, it's honestly like, <clears throat> it's so good to see him still doing music because yeah. he always had that kind of like knack for it passion you know like yeah. and he was always there i think he was always the driving force behind it i think he was like we need to do this we need to do this we need to do this mm-hmm. i think he was very much part of like their creative process yeah which yeah. was amazing but they were oh man they were such a good band so fucking good i remember so seeing, good. i remember those seeing them play live a couple of times and always just being like so blown away by like the, how they formed their music and how they put it together because they like you said they managed to infuse like kind of like heavy punk stuff almost with like fucking shoegaze, shoegaze yeah you just sit there thinking like what the fuck like how are you doing that they were yeah. they were an incredible band i loved them up until they stopped really doing anything um narrow light i remember listening to it when i was working first time I ever listened to it and there's like a huge pause in the middle of the song for almost too long and i was like busy doing something in my work and forgot and didn't realise that like my music had stopped so when it came back in I genuinely got a fright. 
because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention that like it stopped. Do you know what I mean? It's honestly an incredible fucking band. Like I say, it's very of the time as well. You know, yeah. like you don't hear music like that anymore. No, you know? Reese's Studio is called Bay Ten Studios. Cool, good find. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> after that we have a twofer a twofer <laughs> we went double barrel this week i didn't realize that you'd already put a deftones song in and then i added another deftones song. which is fine we can <laughs> never like... have too much deftones <laughs> so i put in beware i think it's just the chorus does things Be... it's just i think it's just like i think he it's does that, that just that album you know yeah that album was like Hole in the Earth, I think was the first song I ever heard by Deftones. Really, and, and it's like the first song on that like, album. I think it's the first song that I heard by Deftones that I went, "Oh, what is that?" Like I think I'd heard like Back to School at some point and was just like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." Yeah. But then, like, I heard that, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I do think that that song is very cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I think there's a song on that album with. Um, Serge Tankian, there is absolutely yes. That fucking um, Kalise so is also not on that album. I straight up made that up. <laughs> Kalise could be on that album though. Um, Featuring Annie, Annie Hardy. Don't know if she's the Kalise. The that song particularly beware. I think it, I think it is just like the chorus. Like I think it's the delay in his voice and stuff. It's just he's got one of the most unique voices of that genre like the heavy like music. it's like it's he's like he's emotionally whispering. heavy yeah and he can hit every range he can scream at you he can sing at you he can be gravelly and low and he'd still touch a nerve you mm-hmm. know like i mean even like lines. back to school you know mm-hmm. like he raps he does he does rap and he's good at it as well yeah. he's got great flow he's, he's got great he's cadence he knows what he's doing like mm. he clearly has been involved with it you know excuse me why are you playing but Chiro Moreno is an absolute fucking genius yeah he, he just is he's and a fucking does, artist yeah he is and he's cool you know I always remember like I think he's got his finger to the pulse quite heavily because he shared like Lowell's music video Oh, really? Yeah, like, two-way mirror, like, and obviously they draw massive influence from Deftones, especially on that song. Yeah, just that whole album, you can hear Chino Moreno on that Yeah, album. and, like, for that, for him to, like, be sharing something of a band who are, let's face it, 20 years younger than them, <laughs> he's still in it, you know? He's yeah. still very, like, oh, fuck, music is cool. And Deftones, I don't think, have brought out a bad album. There's not an album that I'm, like... I don't want to listen to this. Right, okay. Adrenaline's maybe the only one where I'm like, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know. Like it's on, whatever. But like they just, they just get it. Yeah, they do. Like they just, they they, they never stop giving. Yeah, I I, I found Deftones because of my big cousin. My big cousin fucking loves Deftones. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, uh, <laughs> and she put me onto them. Uh-huh. Because we we have very similar like taste in music, especially when it comes to like that era of like new metal slash metal, you right, know. Okay. Like she's like still dead and like Slipknot and Corn and all that kind of stuff. It was like my first exposure to it. Rock. Yeah, but like Deftones, man. <laughs> they just that's it. Deftones, man. Take it out to the bank. They just rip. 
Uh, the last song I have is Poetry by the RH Factor. Um, the RH Factor is a jazz band. I can't remember the guy that fronts it. Fuck. It's a jazz band. Jazz <clears throat> band. But this song has a Q-tip. Which instantly makes any song at least 50% better. Immediately. Immediately. And Not then, even thinking about and it. And then to sprinkle in a little bit better, you've also got fucking Erika Badu on the song, who's just like legendary R&B mm-hmm. soul singer. Legendary. So that song, like, it's very long, but it's so fucking vibalicious. How so, just, How long are we talking? Cause I think not it's like seven to... minutes. So you've put a nine minute long song on and a seven minute long song. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> That's insane. It's so good, man. Like, I remember I was actually on BBC Radio 6. Obviously. And I was just like, what is this? I had to like, Siri it. Hello? Who is this? And put it up to my fucking radio. Radio 6 is like... I know it's wanky to listen to Radio 6. No, it's wanky to listen to Radio 2. Let's be honest. Yeah, but Radio 6 is wanky. But I love it, truthfully. Yeah. I always find... Marianne Hobbs is just a genius, you know? You uh, have influenced <laughs> so much of my life. <laughs> she, she's so cool as well, you know? Like, she's like you're been talking involved. about Chino Moreno being on the pulse. Oh, man, Marianne Hobbs. Like, the All Queens playlist on a Tuesday, you yeah. know? Like, come on. Like, she gets it, you know? Marianne Hobbs definitely gets it. She understands where it has been, yeah. And she understands where it's going. Yeah. And she's playing it before anyone else. Yeah. Like, she really is. Like, I always go back to that one show, like, that I listened to, where, like, starting with David Bowie, Sound of Vision, yeah. and then within an hour, she was playing Death Metal. I was like, how have you done that? It's <laughs> half past 11. Like, in the morning. Come on, you know, like... <laughs> she's... She's really cool. She's been involved in so many things, obviously, she used to be. She used to be like the resident like dance DJ on Radio One right, at okay. one point, I believe. Uh-huh. But then she's even done stuff with like Oliver Arnolds and Nils Fram, who I both love. You know, yeah. like beautiful composers. They did a twelve-hour long concert at the Louvre in Paris. Oh, of course they fucking did, man. You can't go one episode without talking about fucking Paris, dude. But she got up and she started reciting a passage from the Book of Tao. Right. And it was all improvised. Everything that was happening on the stage. She was facing the audience. Her back was to Oliver and Neil Nils, and their backs were to her. So she had; they were just like in it. She basically just got up and started reading this passage from the towel, and just had to decide. This is the moment. This is the moment because they were improving some fucking beautiful thing. Wow. Oh man. That's Shanna got me uh, for my birthday, or sorry, for my Christmas. She got me a poster of that, uh, oh, really? of that concert. Cool. I've just not had a chance to get it framed, yeah, but I'm fucking it. buzzing to get it framed, That's man. It's so cool. Like I've seen Neil's friend live before, and he is just genius. Yeah. Like he had like eleven synthesizers on the stage, and he played all of them. <laughs> like at some point or another. That's so much brain you know? power to know what each of them fucking does. Oh, that's absolutely. so much fucking brain power. But yeah, Marianne Hobbs, she gets it. She's dope. You know, I like everyone on fucking everyone on Radio Six. You know, yeah, like even that fucking pie that does a Saturday, like. You fucking asshole, but like who Huey Morgan? Yeah, that fucking <laughs> Huey dickhead. Morgan's a brother. But dickhead. he plays amazing songs. He does like play. he plays fucking Denzel Curry and shit. He does. It's like And then ah. you got like 
Craig Maybe. Charles funking so renegade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like, got Ezra Furman was on tonight. You got Gideon Cole. You yeah. got Tom Ravencroft. Lauren Laverne, Maguero, you know, like. Lauren Laverne does the fucking. Breakfast uh, show. She also does the narration on a show on CBBS that my kids watch. Amazing. Iggy Pop has a show on Radio Six as well. <clears> yeah. <throat> questionable character obviously he is but whatever like <laughs> it, is, it is what it is deal with it at this point <laughs> he's been famous for longer than he's not been famous you know like he's not he's no he's no saint <clears throat> he's got the graveliest voice ever he shouldn't be on the radio <laughs> it's just like no point in speaking as low as this because <laughs> no one can understand <laughs> That's such a fucking good impression. Thanks, man. I listen to the Confidential Show quite a lot. Far too much. <laughs> well, we need to wrap this up. Let's go. We need to wrap this up. Oh, God damn, we need to wrap this up. So this has been fucking part two of Bible John. Part two. Wrapped we got, up. Still we don't got, know who did it. We got Bible John out of the way. We're going to do, whenever we decide to do another Dead End Conspiracies, we'll do a nice one. We'll do a light one. One that we can actually like properly enjoy. I didn't enjoy doing this because it involved too much fucking death and destruction. Nope. I enjoyed doing it because, like, I guess I have a bit of me that's like, oh, this is kind of like morbid twist. curiosity, my twist friend. Twisted. Oh, like all that shit. But at the same time, it would be nice to do one that's like fucking dumb. Yeah, like, just I, a my favorite conspiracy shit. theories are dumb as shit. They're so dumb. Paul McCartney is dead. That's so dumb. I mean, he's still dead, you know? Like, Michael Jackson is for sure fucking dead, though. Like, I have people still message me about that, being like, yo, he's nah, he's dead. He's not dead, man. He is, though. Nah, he's not dead. Nah, he's fucking pampered. At least now. He nah, he's fucking dead, man. He may be. He's fucking dead. Anyway, yeah, so when we do this again, we do another Dead Ends Conspiracies, it'll be a nice one. We're not going to do something fucking horrific that I need to read fucking witness reports and shit off because that wasn't very nice no so, thank you for that um next week will just be a fucking normal one let's talking pish let's cool. let's let's tune go back into to, that folks let's please go back to just us talking normal yeah yeah cool all right right yeah, that's us done so cheerio love you love you too man